What's up, y'all? This is Nick Sly coming back to y'all live with another episode of New Music with Nick, my Kahneman podcast series where I take a look at some of the most relevant recent releases in hip-hop, R&B, and pop music. Let's get into it. Today, I'm going to be taking a look at SOS by SZA. So to me, I feel like the last couple of years in hip-hop and R&B music have kind of just been one longer way to return after another. It feels like that's been a huge and relevant theme kind of in these two genres. And, you know, a lot of that is thanks to Top Dog Entertainment. You know, TDE has a roster that speaks for itself. Um, up until the release of Mr. Morale, they had Kendrick Lamar, obviously one of the most iconic hip-hop artists of all time. You also got Isaiah Rashad on the label. You got Absol. You got J-Rock. You got Schoolboy Q. You know, so many great artists. Sir, Reason, Zakari, Lance Skywalker. Shout out to the newly signed Dolce as well. One of the most exciting artists in the entire game. Check her out if you haven't. But anyways, TDE has really become notorious kind of in the industry for having these huge hiatuses between albums and really delaying a lot of their artists' releases to make these huge, massive time gaps between consecutive releases. And for better or worse, SZA is now fitting precisely into this trend too, with SOS now coming five and a half years after the release of her incredible modern classic album, Control. You know, Control is always going to be the defining album for SZA, and that's okay. That's what propelled her into superstardom. That's what built up all this anticipation for her follow-up over these last five years, even though she has a fantastic discography before Control, which deserves its flowers too. Control was really the masterpiece that brought everything together and that brought her really into the mainstream. And that made her the pop icon, the R&B icon, the social icon that she is today. Although it might not be completely fair to compare SOS to Control, that's just naturally what was going to happen when she released her follow-up. Ultimately, SOS is just not what it could have been as an album, but it's still a good compilation, don't get me wrong. Her generational talent is really the ultimate safety net that any artist could have, and it keeps the album redeemable. You know, she's one of the most talented figures in the whole last decade of R&B music, and the potential has been clearly on display literally since 2013 with S, had 2014's Z, 2017's Control. All these projects show clearly how incredible and how just remarkable her talent is overall. And all those really put her artistry up into the upper echelon of the genre. You know, there's some bright spots on this album. There's some really great moments here and there. But it just doesn't have the focus, the concision, the cohesiveness, and the quality that we all know that SZA is capable of. I mean it with all due respect when I say that SOS feels like a pleasant assortment of some random throwaways. You know, I can't really give it too much more than that as an album. But it's a nice collection. Like, I want emphasis on that. It is a nice collection of tracks. The large majority of the music on the album is really good. It's enjoyable. It just doesn't flow together as well as it could. And it doesn't have the same powerful and moving moments as a lot of her previous projects do. You know, it's hard for me to really sit there and believe that there was a ton of thought and effort that was put into deciding and ordering this final track list. It feels to me like there could have been about five separate EPs scattered all throughout this track list just haphazardly. You know, an expansive 23 tracks across it, a bunch of different sounds, styles, themes, it's just not super easy to listen to from front to back. You know, quickly getting into it, the album just loses its vision and it really struggles to find its way. It goes all over the place sonically without any clear direction. Although I've definitely got some issues with the length, the structure, and the lack of direction with the album, I definitely think there were some aspects that were fantastic. You know, I think there were a couple really bold sonic choices that she made here and there that were very, very, very well executed. I loved Forgiveless. Thought that one was incredible. The Old Dirty Bastard sample, obviously a legend, R.I.P. O.D.B., legend from the Wu-Tang Clan, one of the most influential figures in rap. And then SZA took that sample and she started rapping on it and she did incredible. 
you know, she was really delivering at the highest level possible. You know, it was fantastic. The bars were really high quality. The pace was really on point. Super uncharacteristic of her, but so exciting to hear that. I thought Smoking on My X-Pack was so fun and so exciting. Definitely another one of my favorite tracks on the album. You know, she's just flowing over this wonderful soul sample. She's just signing another lyrical display, showing us that on these two tracks, she can really rap with the best of them. I want to hear SZA rapping more because these two tracks were fantastic. They brought some of the most excitement and some of the highest level of execution across this entire track list. When I saw SOS tracklist for the first time, I was pretty skeptical about why is there a Phoebe Bridgers feature on this album. I thought that was a kind of strange addition, but Ghost in the Machine actually turned out to be one of the best songs of the album, and her presence on it was definitely helpful. That song was fantastic from front to back, and I did not expect that duo, that collab, to be so effective, but it was. Definitely one of the best songs, maybe even the best track on the entire album, if we're being honest. You know, even F2F, you know, this teen pop punk rock song, this Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana era, late 2000s, teenage girl bedroom punk rock song, turns out to be really fun and enjoyable. It's a dope song. I honestly liked it. I've heard some hate on that song, and I think it's unjustified. Melodically, it flows smooth. Her performance is cool. The energy is really nice, and it's super refreshing to me. I even like that one. You know, so I thought these four songs were all really cool examples of her going out of her comfort zone making these bold sonic choices and really executing and delivering to the highest level. Now, unfortunately, I think there were definitely a handful of choices that didn't pan out. Notice Me and Conceited tried to bring some fun, high energy, but those songs really lost all their excitement and felt so flat and out of place after a few listens. It was really hard and it's now kind of unbearable to listen to those, especially in the sequencing of the album. Their placement just makes no sense and it feels like such a diversion of any quality momentum that was built in the track list up to those points. You know, there's also a handful of tracks that are really just pure filler. I don't know why the album needed to be 23 songs. Songs like Far, songs like Too Late just didn't really serve that much of a purpose, didn't elevate the album at all, and it really kind of dragged it down, honestly made it a little bit more boring, and just filled space when they didn't need to. The album was already plenty long. Once again, I hate comparing SOS to Control, but I just feel like it's partially necessary in order to look at what SZA is really capable of when she's at her best and why exactly this album falls short. Control was just so listenable from front to back because how thoughtfully it was structured and how focused it was. You know, the vision never faltered. Every single song was pieced together with a ton of thought and care. You know, there's such a beautiful versatility, but there was also the maintaining of cohesion from front to back. You know, it was just a stellar example of beautiful contemporary R&B. One of the best R&B albums of the past decade, honestly, of the past few decades. And it's hard to look at that album, listen to it from front to back, and then listen to this one. And just sit there and honestly say to yourself that SZA accomplished what she had the potential to with SOS. You know, unfortunately, on a lot of those aspects that made Control such a special album, SOS really falls on the opposite end of the spectrum with a lot of them. You know, despite the huge break between these releases, having almost five and a half years, SOS somehow feels incredibly rushed. It seems like the main purpose of this album was to clear out SZA's vault of unreleased music, rather than actually putting out a true, focused album. You know, she's been really public about her frustrations with labels and with the music industry, but it feels like the resentment might have misguided her and really gotten the best of her and really just forced her to throw out all of this unreleased music to stop the fans from begging and to stop these label issues from continuing to happen. And it seems like the TDE executives were more focused on arguing with SZA fans on Twitter than they were on actually helping her craft an excellent album like they should have. This album is really just going to be passable for passive listeners. It's going to be passable for casual fans. Obviously, the Billboard charts showed that it reflect this. 
you know, holding the number one spot for multiple weeks, which is a very rare feat in R&B music. It's probably not going to satisfy the Scissor super fans or, you know, the alt fans who think that Z is her best project. And that's okay. It's still going to be a successful and memorable album. And it did accomplish a lot of good things. SOS is not going to hold nearly the level of replay value or the legendary status of control, and that's okay, you know, it was almost even to be expected. But I did think after five and a half years that we get a project that felt less rushed and more carefully constructed. At the end of the day though, SZA still remains one of the most talented and noteworthy artists in all of modern R&B, and I hope that this is far from the end of her musical career. This has been New Music with Nick. Thanks for listening to the Stanford Daily Podcast. For more podcasts by the Stanford Daily, visit stanforddaily.com slash category slash podcasts.